Before I get into this episode, I have to tell you about Making Marketing. It's a weekly conversation with the people who are leading and innovating the world of marketing, be it data, brand safety, transparency, relationship with platforms, or emerging markets like cannabis. They're at the front line. Some of our recent guests include David Tanser of MedMen, IBM's Michelle Peluso, and GoPro's Nick Woodman. Tune in on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sango and I'm bringing you a session from the Digiday Programmatic Summit that we recently held in Scottsdale, Arizona. Transparency is the new black. Hear from Jana Marone, SVP of Programmatic and Data Strategy at Insider Inc. She talks about what questions and terms publishers should press for when they look to trim their ad tech tax. Transparency, a bit of an issue in programmatic advertising? Yes. Where, like, Insider, how have you tackled this thing? Uh, which part? With, right? So there's, okay. there's all different kinds of things that are not transparent, right? There's the fraud issue. There's the issue of not understanding what's happening inside of your ad server because of the way the different auctions work. There's the not tra being transparent about fees and who's taking what from whom. I mean, there's a lot of things. So which let's, one do you want to go first? Let's start with the last one, the money one. Okay. Reporter, we chase the money. How have you gone about, like I remember meeting with Mike Leo like 2011 when I was first starting to cover this stuff. He showed me the Lumiscape and he was like, advertiser puts in a dollar, such and such takes 10 cents, so, so eventually publisher gets 10 cents. And I was like, cool, how can we do a story where like I'm actually tracking all of that? He's like, oh, you can't. Right, that's can't. true. Is that still true? You could get pretty close. Okay. So we've done it a number of times um, where we have gone and said, okay, this is the money you put in, this is what we received, and um, you know, this is what this is these are all the exchanges that came through. Do those things match? Mm. Um, before ads.txt, I can tell you without certainty they did not match. Um, after ads.txt, they still didn't match, but they were way closer, okay. uh, with the exception of maybe one or two companies where the data was just so messed up. I mean, what we all have to remember in, in all of this is we're only, the data is only as good as what we put in. So because there are no standard naming me mechanisms for different companies, and because there are no standard standards really for anything that we're doing, if we're all trying to look for something and nothing matches, um, part of it has to do with the fact that what we've put in is not what we're looking to get out. So for example, we did a, a, an experiment with one advertiser. It's a very large company with, I don't know, 15 or 20 brands. They wanted to look at one brand and we legitimately couldn't make the anything match because in one SSP, it was, one, it was company A. And in another SSP, it was company B with subcategory B, you know, C, D, and E. And that really goes to the fact that a lot of us started setting this stuff up five years ago, 10 years ago even, in some cases. 
And so like, what work do you have to do to then update your system so that that's not the roadblock? Well, actually, it isn't my system that okay. needs to get updated. Oh, so it has to do with, so when the, the advertiser goes and they set up with their DSP, they have to say, OK, this is the parent company. These are the children within the, right? And be able to track all of that. If they say, just put it in as this company, then when they go later and say, oh, but I want to look and see what child one did, they're never going to be able to do that because they didn't put the information in that way. So part of this non-transparency issue that we're dealing with is the fact that we've gotten smarter along the way. None of us had any idea what we were doing six years ago. And so now we're getting smarter, and we have to go back and fix some of the errors that we made because we didn't realize what was going to happen over the last five years. Right. And that goes on the buy side, too, it sounds like. So buy side and sell side. Right. And right? so what are those conversations like on the buy side where you're telling the advertiser, look, you got to have some conversations with your DSPs to make sure we can track all of this stuff? It actually provides a tremendous amount of value yeah. to our relationship. And so many of you, I see lots of familiar faces here. And so many of you have heard me say that for us, programmatic really is all about the people mm. and being transparent. And you know, Jay's looking to be the most transparent. I am the most transparent. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice shots. Listen, you can't take my content and think I'm not going to give them, you know. And, uh, and uh, so for us, it's been a source of building true partnerships, right, where we really say, look, we are in this with you, and we want to work with you, and we will tell you what's broken, and we will tell you what's not broken, and we will tell you that, yes, there's tons of stuff that's broken on our side, too. It's not like we're all, you know, mm -hmm. I may be very transparent, but I'm certainly not perfect. <laughs> and is that something where you have to strike some sort of balance when you're having those conversations with people on the buy side so that they're just not like, oh, well, then programmatic, never mind. Like, how, well, no, here's because, a check. Well, right, sure. but. The reality is, it's here, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about programmatic. It's no longer talking about just, you know, RTB or the race to the bottom, right? The word remnant is no longer in any of our vocabularies because the reality is, the inventory is still the same inventory. Mm -hmm. And so all we're doing is, yes, programmatic is complicated. Yes, it's hard to learn and train and with turnover at agencies and turnover at publishers and turnover everywhere, right? It, that all gets really hard, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. And for a, you know, a publisher to come in and say, let us teach you, let us help you. You know, we were at a, I was at a meeting last week. I think it was last week, I don't even know anymore. Um, and, you know, it was sort of a tense-ish meeting. We've been trying to get the meeting. Then the client said, you need to take this meeting. So the person was a little pissy that he had to take the meeting because the client said so. And as we were, and, you know, we went in and the salesperson was like, so what's the goal? And I was like, the goal is for him to like us. That's it. <laughs> right? And as we were going through this exercise and we were talking about it, Here's a person who didn't know programmatic, was uncomfortable that the client was asking him to talk about it. And when we got him talking, then we said, how about if we come in and we you know, talk to you about what a publisher stack looks like and all the different ways that you can do it. Now all of a sudden he was like, oh my god, that would be really helpful. Now we have a partnership. Okay. right? And now we're valuable to them. Um, another good example is uh, 
somebody on my team actually said, I don't understand why we work with some of these people. They don't generate that much revenue. And I said, partnerships aren't just about revenue. Partnerships are about other things that they could provide as well. So while one SSP may not make us a lot of revenue, they do other things for us. They're, they have tools that we can use that nobody else has for us. They, there are a variety of things that we can do. And so really somebody isn't valuable when they don't generate revenue and they have no tools. Okay. And they can't really partner with us. Then it's like, yeah, okay, I'm turn, turn that off. But if they check one of those boxes, that can be enough. Yeah, sure. Okay. Are you finding that the SSPs are more willing these days to try to make sure that they're checking those boxes as opposed to just acting like they check a box? Some. Okay. In the spirit of transparency, who knows? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Okay. I got to try. Um, what, how do you suss out like who are the ones who are actually making that effort versus who are the ones that aren't? Well, um, I think everybody wants to make the effort. Oh. I, I really believe that to be true. I, I think that there's, you know, there's good in everyone. There's good in, you know, and it's really about somebody who's coming to me and saying, what's working for you? What isn't, I mean, it's like consultative selling 101, right? What problem can I help you solve, right? So I'm going to our advertisers and I'm saying, what problem can I help you solve? And then I need somebody to come to me and be saying those same things. Now, all of you vendors in the room, do not come to me later and say, what problems can I help you solve, please? <laughs> um, but the reality is that you know we have some problems. We are looking to solve them, and you know we're going deep to find somebody, you know, people who can help us solve them. And those people who chalk it up and say, "Oh, that's not true," or "Oh no, but this was really beneficial to you, even though it was a complete secret," um, or right, all of that does not make a partner. Okay. Right, that makes a vendor and somebody who's looking out for their own for their own wallet. And the reality is, when we all look out for each other's wallets, we all make a lot more money. Mm. I swear I'm not trying to grease the skids for the vendors to corner you during the cocktail reception. I'm Dude. Just <laughs> curious, like what are the biggest challenges that you're trying to solve right now when it comes to this area? <laughs> yes, he is. I'm, um, I'm not. I'm trying to grease the so, skids for articles. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. So, I mean... And everybody up here has talked about it in some way, shape, or form, and in all of the side conversations that I have. It's how to look at everything holistically. How is it, right, Google won't work with Facebook, and Facebook won't work with Amazon and Google, and Amazon won't work with Google and Facebook, and I mean, you know, and AppNexus won't work with anybody, and right? And so now, all of a sudden, we have seven or eight different systems that we have to log into. Um, we have a variety of skill levels. Then, you know, our ad unit mapping was all messed up. So now that has to be redone. And we only find out these things as we go and try and solve a different problem, right? So unification of data, unification of revenue sources, but not just for programmatic, across the entire organization. Right, we're getting into, we all talk about data every single day, but the reality is what data are we looking at and what do we need to be looking at? And is there a way for us to be able to use the various pieces of data that we have throughout our organizations to say, 
oh, you know what? It doesn't make sense to show an ad here because this user is most valuable because they're gonna get buy a subscription. So let's show them a subscription ad rather than a 300 by 250 okay. at a $3 CPM, okay. right? These are the, you know, it gets more complex as you get better at it. As you start to look under the hood even more, mm -hmm. you start to say, well, I wonder, what if I could do that? And what if I could put that data over here? And you know, would that make the ad experience better? Would that be better for the readers? Would that be better for our advertisers? Got it. Speaking of data, but in a different way, rep share numbers, like that's become a big thing. Jay talked about it. A lot of people have been talking about it. Publishers providing the advertisers with their rep share numbers so that the advertisers can take that into account. Is that a difficult thing to be able to get that stuff and then share it with the advertisers? No, actually, okay. it isn't. And I had a conversation with an advertiser last a couple weeks ago where they asked at 7 in the morning one day, could you send over your rev shares? We said, OK. They were in their inboxes by 10 AM. Mm -hmm. And this person then called me and said, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to get publishers to share this information with us. They claim it's all part of their NDAs, and, right, but it's their data. If they want to share it, that's on that. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a secret. It doesn't need to be a secret, right? And because the reality is, if my rev share is better than somebody else's rev share, then good for me. Right. <laughs> you know? But do the supply partners, like, try to do things to put it in an NDA so that you can't share that stuff? Do you see that at all? So a lot of these agreements have, were cut so long ago okay. that who knows? But no, it's not in any of, you know, but it's the same thing as sort of like in the fine print of a lot of the agreements, you'll see, you know, we have the right to make changes to our code as we see fit. That's how people get away with things like bid caching or, you know, ad fraud and reselling is because they're abusing the fine print, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as a TXT, this whole thing came about because none of us knew that they were reselling because we weren't allowed to do it. So there was something in the, in the sell side contract that said we were not allowed to resell this inventory, but there was nothing in the buy side. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, the people who were doing the reselling and the shady stuff were exploiting something that was not in a buyer contract. Had nothing to do with the sellers. Okay, interesting. Right? So people have ways, you know, I say this a lot, right? It's not just about the computers doing bad things, it's about real people doing bad things. Right, which then necessitates more real people talking to each other to figure out, to make sure other right. people this, aren't doing bad things or computers aren't doing bad yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, the whole notion that, you know, computers are taking over the world and where none of us are necessary anymore. In my mind, this has made us more necessary than ever. Got it. Okay. We are out of time. I would keep you on stage for the duration of the event, but <laughs> it feels like in each session, people are going to drop your name anyway. So, Jana, thank you for the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm Aditi Sango. Did you like the show? Then rate us and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Please, please do it. It really helps our podcast to be discovered. And you can also write to me or tweet at me. I'm at Aditi Sangul on Twitter or email me at aditi at I'll be back soon with another episode.